the train has passed. Sorry for the late start there, guys. Uh, Alright, hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. It is the episode for September 22nd, 2020. I'm going to start trying to put the dates in here because we're going we're gonna to experiment with some shit uh, for the next couple weeks. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful Mr. Greenlee. How are you doing, Mr. Greenlee? doing fantastic did you say 2020 yeah it's almost over i'm super excited <laughs> it's only gonna get worse from here let's go yeah how you doing got, Danny? i'm doing fantastic with us most of the time almost always about as much as i can the powerful the beautiful mr revs fan how are you doing rev doing great how are you doing i am fantastic and our special guest this week the real dink how you doing dink doing great how's it going oh fantastic i am ready to get into it but before we do dink why don't you go on ahead and tell the folks what you do and where people can find it uh you can find me at uh twitch the underscore real dink um i do a lot of uh world of warships we've got a very active clan on there uh play a lot of that i don't get to stream as often as i used to but i'm hoping once the weather starts to break and get a little worse uh for the winter, I'll start streaming more. I like to jump on and uh, embarrass myself with Mr. Green playing some uh, Warzone and uh, probably get into a few more later on this year. So we'll see how the year goes. Oh, stop it. You you do just fine. No, <laughs> I don't know about all that. You clutch some good kills, bro. Ooh, uh, oh, and also you can find me at uh, my Facebook page. Just uh, search the underscore real dink. Uh, pretty much got that. I do have a Twitter, but I am not very active on it. So first to your best. Excellent. And you did pick up uh, Insurgency Sandstorm, too. I did. We need to get it together one night and uh, start uh, doing that. I played a few rounds by myself, but I was like, man, this is a little different. I played some AI, but uh, we definitely want to get into that. I would love to play some discount Battlefield with you. Dude, I love <laughs> Battlefield. I play no. the crap out of some Battlefield. Don't hit me, Danny. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll just mute you in our chat here. Um, of course, before the show starts, I just really want to say we appreciate you guys for joining us live and for finding us on the uh, podcast platform of your choice in YouTube. Uh, we hope that you guys get all the information and entertainment you expect out of us this week. If you guys miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. We do have a question of the week this week, which is, what is your favorite gaming snack? What is your favorite gaming snack? You guys can go on ahead and tell us in the Twitch chat right now, or you can comment uh, in the comment section of the YouTube video. And of course, reach out to us on Twitter. Our individual Twitch or our Twitter handles are in uh, right on the screen. Uh, other than that, guys, I think we're ready to, to start talking about some video games. Vidya. Uh, Vidya. Vidya. Vidya games. Uh, Green, you and I are going to start with a game called Unfortunate Spacemen. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Among Us with Guns. <laughs> Among Us with Guns. Or uh, Deceit in Space. Deceit in Space. In Space. 
So, uh, Unfortunate Spaceman is a first-person social deduction game in a similar vein to, as the aforementioned Deceit or Among Us. It is by New Blood Interactive and Jeff Zag Keen. Um, it is currently free. Free? It is currently free on Steam, but it does have a full price edition at $20, which I saw has been on sale for as low as $7.50. The minimum specs for the game are a 64-bit uh, processor and OS, Windows 7 or newer, 2.4 gigahertz dual-core processor or higher, an NVIDIA GeForce 470 GTX or equivalent, 11 gigs of RAM on your hard drive, and broadband internet connection. So not nothing too super demanding, at least I don't think so. That was and it was it has like a potato mode in it, the settings. Like you literally can click potato mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I saw that I actually I saw it yesterday and I and I clicked it and it just makes everything fucking flat. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so uh, the, the basics of the game is that you play as a crew of spacemen working for a snarky, unfeeling corporation known as The Company, trying to complete your job and escape from the site before getting killed by a bloodthirsty monster who is disguised as one of you. Uh, around the map are objectives like research samples that you need to uh, get blasted into orbit, uh, comm links that need to be put online, and you have to clear debris from a... Uh, landing zone so you can escape. There's a few others around, like, uh, if the light go lights go out, you have to turn on a generator and stuff like that. Uh, there are also map hazards that you can uh, use to uh, murder each other. Um, maps have two kinds of zones in them, one where you have oxygen available and one where you don't, and if you run out of oxygen, you start to take damage. Um, maps also have weapons that spawn around in different locations, and they have power weapons uh that everyone gets indicators for on the map and become more available as the game progresses but there's only like one of them right so like there's only one railgun or one shotgun or one lmg yeah. around the map um is there anything i'm missing for like the basic gameplay not that i can think of yeah just going around and doing the tasks and stuff yeah um I will say the the in-game comms are supposed to be proximity based. We'll get into the in-game comms here in a second. Um, but for like the game, it's supposed to be unlike Deceit, where everyone can hear you in Deceit if you talk in the Innocence chat. Um, this is the basic comms are proximity, so it's only people within a certain range that can hear you. Um, the game overall. Oh, I should uh, talk about the monster. So the monster has a couple different abilities. Uh, they actually have kind of like a built-in timer where they have to transform every so often. Otherwise, they transform against their will. They can also burrow into certain locations, and they can drop like these facehugger mines that uh, when a player walks over it, they will have a facehugger just latch onto their face. And, uh, and that seems to be like literally stripped, uh, like stripped from aliens. Yeah. Um, straight up. And then um, it also has like these really powerful claws that can just like fuck you up. Um, let's see. Uh, you can have up to 16 players in a game. And there are some other game modes rather than just the social deduction game. I didn't have a chance to try them out at all. 
uh, we just focus on the social deduction game. But there can be a lot of variety in your games uh, when compared to uh, Deceit or Among Us. Uh, so, I guess right now, Green, is there anything that you want to add to to any of that? Um, not that I can really think of. I mean, yeah, you, core gameplay you got out of the way. Yeah, I figured we'd kind of talk about some of the jankiness we had. Oh yeah, because there is some there is some jank. There's very some much so jank going on with this game. A um, lot of fucking jank. Yeah, so the first bit of jank uh, that we ran into was the situation surrounding comms in game. There were four of us. Yes. Four. Well, four or five of us. Decay uh, showed up. Yeah, we Later. the total at the end of the night was five. Yeah. So in our private match, we could not get the comms to work. Um, we all had comms on, and I could only hear green. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. But you couldn't hear me. Um, so there is some weirdness with that where, like, you know, if we wanted to play it like the devs intended, we couldn't. Um we couldn't figure that out at all. Everyone had, at least everyone said that they had their um, their volumes up and their key bindings set and they were using their key bindings. It actually did. I did see the indicator for me that it turned on. Um, so we had to rely on Discord, which did not help the immersion of the game at all. Uh, we had to institute a rule that just said, if you die, you can't talk. Um, similar to Among Us. Yeah. Um, there were some, there were some issues with physics, I felt, or at least the physics felt a little weird. Mostly, like, just ragdolling. Like, if you get hit by the monster, you ragdoll pretty, like, uncontrollably. I don't know if that's by design, but at least if it is by design, like, the ragdolling itself could just be a little bit more, it could just be better. Um, and then, uh, actually, our last match of the night, <laughs> um... I was playing monster and locked decay into a door. Like he got stuck in a door and I was able to, I was able to gank him from the door. Yeah. Uh, like he was like literally like, like he was a Bethesda character stuck in a door. <laughs> he was literally wedged between the, the closed door and he was stuck in the door. Yeah. And like two feet off the ground. Yeah. So, um, um at one point I killed, I like, I didn't kill uh, one of our players with, with us. Quan um, put something in this. We have to like do a um, send a sample off into space and he put it in there and I was carrying one to the same thing. Well, he was suspicious of me. So he went into the launch thing with the specimen and got shot into outer space with it. I don't know if that's intentional or if that's a bug, but that it was hilarious it, you can, that is something that they actually say you can um, you can push players into the into the orbit orbital launchers. Yeah, um, that's something for the monsters uh, to do. Like it actually is a prompt like you can push them in. But if you Ooh. stand inside it like an idiot or somehow get pushed into it by another player, uh, I don't think that that I think that was by design. That is a part of the design of the game. Ah. So you have, you have to be a little careful with it. Um, there yep. is. There is in-game tutorials. It's not like Among Us where they expect you to read 
like instructions um and then just have to figure out figure it out from there there are like some in-game uh tutorials so you can kind of get a feel for the game beforehand uh i Which didn't I find didn't them view. yeah <laughs> i didn't find those to be super helpful though because like you load into a map and then all of a sudden you're expected to just expected to just run like everyone else right you know go mm-hmm. off and do things or um it doesn't fully prepare you for the social interactions that you're gonna get um in the tutorial which i guess you know is just a part of the fun of playing we played it for what three and a half hours just about yeah i would say it was about three three hours ish yeah um though by the end there we started getting really good at understanding the game i think yeah um some of the jankiness aside again the uh the situation with the comms i thought was really weird i don't know if that's just a private room thing or what uh the biggest issue was the key binding yeah oh yeah because you couldn't so in the game lobby you couldn't adjust your key bindings but you could in the game and in the main menu which i thought was weird Oh, one thing I will say. So Among Us has this issue where, right, you get like a four, di- you get a four digit code and you have to use those four digits to get into a lobby. And sometimes you have to do it like six, seven times, especially on peak nights. We didn't experience any of that. Uh, we were able to form a lobby, set our own uh, a password. And everyone had everyone got in no problems which was awesome. Good job. Uh, Cause yeah, among us is a pain in the ass to do. That oh, was yeah. uh, something they kind of changed recently in among us. Cause we played it in a big group over the weekend. They made the codes, uh, I think six or seven characters long now. And that has really helped solve a lot of that. It's easier to, you know, you still kind of have to do it a few times. Like if you've got everybody joining at the same time, it might take a time or two. But uh, the codes are longer, and you don't get random people popping in anymore, which is nice, because people were putting in, like, random letters and popping into our games every once in a while. It was like, what was going on? Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely, like, a, that That was a problem. And two Among Us's, you know, defense, yeah, they weren't expecting to get huge overnight. Is a weird uh, time bomb effect that Among Us had. Thanks, Dr. Lupo. <laughs> um, no, seriously, the game is so fucking fun. Yeah. Lupo says one thing and the devs are over there sweating like uh, like Jordan Peele and that gif where he's just like this. Like, oh shit, what do we do now? You know? <laughs> um, Overall, I thought it was a good experience. Uh, I don't think that... Um, I actively disliked any part of the game. I was confused for the first little bit, like that first hour and a half I played. I was, I think, especially in like the public games, I think I said, I am so fucking confused multiple times. Like it it was definitely a fun game. It's just like jumping right into it without the tutorials, especially was crazy. Yeah. Um, you can, like I said, you can have up to 16 players, but if, we were having great fun with just five. Um, it, it'll be one that I think we'll invite more people to to try out, maybe in a larger group. Uh, but 
if overall, I think it's definitely worth a try. If you if yeah. you can run it, definitely worth a try. Try it's free. Um, I'm not sure if I would suggest the full retail version of the game. I mean, if you really like it, maybe. Um, but maybe just like if you want to support the devs, you know, throw a couple bucks their way via like microtransactions. But um, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you there. I don't I don't think it's worth the $20 full retail price, but like the free to play, it's worth giving a shot. Yeah. And that that is to say that I also haven't tried there's like a star, there's like a survival mode and like a story mode too. Um that I haven't tried yet. So, we'll I'll have to get my hands on those and I'll come back or maybe I'll do a separate YouTube video on it. Um but yeah, that's unfortunate spaceman. Any thoughts, questions, opinions you guys wanted to get out there? We'll start with you, Dink. Any thoughts, questions? Um, it's something I would try. I don't know. Uh, look pretty neat in the uh stu- in the uh trailer you played in a little bit from your gameplay and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, you know, being early on, it, it, how long ago was this released? June twelfth. Yeah, so it's still pretty early on. It'd be pretty pretty fun to see if they upgrade it and fix a lot of the bugs and stuff yeah uh i also another bug good and another bug that we had was everyone got launched off the map randomly within 30 seconds of the game oh yeah launched like through walls and shit just off the map and i wonder yeah i wonder if that happened because like the monster died I, I have a I have a theory that maybe that happened because whoever was playing Monster accidentally fell off the map and it just caused everyone else to fall off the map. Like that was its way of ending the game. I'm not one hundred percent sure on that. Just a theory. A game theory. Sorry. The music was really good too. Music is good. Yeah, like at the end of the game it'll be like it'll play some metal. Like a like a little metal guitar riff. Um, when it does like your progress, like your your report, and I I thought that was banging. Yeah. So New Blood Interactive. We actually talked about these guys. Do you remember back in June when we did the first summer of gaming event? Yes. With I like the so. like that whole weekend that they had like the PC Gamer Show and the Gorilla Collective mm-hmm. and uh, New Blood was included in that. Um, in one of those showcases and we talked about some of their games and I believe we even mentioned Unfortunate Spaceman. It was um, actually the fact that I remembered that we talked about them that I even went and looked this up. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's worth trying out. Um, Rev, any thoughts, opinions, questions? Uh, I mean, not, not at the moment. I, I It's something I'll definitely download and give it a shot. You know, just to just to play around with because you know i'm always down to at least try a free game uh, if nothing else i'll download it and then have stuff to do and not be able to play it i'll just have it downloaded <laughs> but, <laughs> taking no, space I, uh, up on your hard drive yep I, I have way too many games that do that already why not add another but now um i i would be willing to give it a try it seems like it'd be a lot of fun i honestly think like the games like that for some reason like the bugs and stuff like that i love it cracks me up it's like it, i mean it does it, seriously it makes for great content too so uh, I I don't know I mean I I think it'd be worth worth giving a shot. Excellent. That's about it. I just I like I'm over the I 
I, I've told most like you guys, I've I've been over the Among Us train since before it got popular because uh a good friend of mine, you know, an angry dwarf king had purchased it for me and we were playing it a lot and uh God, it got sold. It's one of those games that if you're not careful, it'll get old quick if you play it too much. And and it and it did. And I haven't played it since. So, but I love I love deception based games. You know, I, I like yeah. Town of Salem, and I haven't tried Deceit yet, but that, but that one seems a lot of fun. So, I mean, it seems like it. It, it seems like a like Deceit meets uh, meets Among Us, honestly, because it's like a Deceit in space. So yeah, I, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Yeah, because Deceit's a lot of fun. Deceit is a lot of fun. That is I keep, one. I, I keep getting uh, Mr. Wingles keeps trying to get me to play it, and I, I think I have it, but it's one of those games that I downloaded, and I just never get around to playing. <laughs> you got to watch out when you're playing with Danny, though. Oh, uh, Danny, statistically speaking, statistically, is all not, a monster. Not, he, he is ninety percent of the time he is infected. I don't know why. Look, don't know how? Are you talking about that? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a quote here. From the great Mark Twain. There are three kinds of lies. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Your statistics mean jack shit when going into a regular game. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened 90% of the other time. That one game, <laughs> I am not infected and you can suck a dick. Well... I'm going to go ahead and quote uh, the amazing Eleanor Roosevelt and say America is all about speed, hot, nasty, badass speed. Do you guys relevant? She said it. I don't know. We're just quoting things now. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. (laughs) Like we played 12 games one night of deceit, full games, and I did the math. Like I had a spreadsheet and everything because I was gonna prove this shit, and it literally came out to ninety percent. Uh, uh, that's pretty sus. Yeah, <laughs> it's very <laughs> sus. Um, How many times I was infected that day? One time. <laughs> you can trust me. I'm never infected. I'm never the imposter. <laughs> never Speaking the uh, aliens. <laughs> okay. Um. We should probably move on here to uh, the game that Revs played, Gone Viral. Yeah, I actually got to test this out today, so it's still pretty fresh on my mind. Um, so Gone Viral is an upcoming, uh, I'll have to check the release date, I'm pretty sure it's Thursday, but um, it's an upcoming roguelike uh, with kind of the isometric, not necessarily top down, but like the isometric kind of like off to the side view where the camera doesn't move or whatever. But um, it's And it's also kind of like a, a twin stick shooter kind of game. And you're, you're essentially this guy that's running around in a prison game show and you've got a crowd watching you, rooting for you, or they, they can actually be upset with you based on some of the decisions you make if you're not causing enough carnage and uh, actually come to find out that if you upset them enough, then um, it'll turn on this modifier where all you have to do is get hit once and you die. And you're like, son of a bitch. But it's it's also got Twitch integration in it, which is a lot of fun. Um, and it's it's like a real... like rapid fire twitch integration oh perfect timing man it's been like forever you ain't come by damn uh (laughs) but um yeah it's got like a it's got really good like fast twitch integration like you'll once you hit like so many fans in the game whatever votes in place gets locked in and that becomes your modifier they automatically start the vote on the next one and then there are just random events that could pop up uh but one of the fun things i had to 
happened today. And I, from what I, from what he was telling me, they're going to do this when people stream it, as long as they're given permission to do so. But the devs can actually mess with the game while you're playing it. Like if they're in your Twitch chat, they can actually mess with you. And I come to find out how they did it. They did it by whispering me on Twitch because for some reason, like I, I, when I ended my stream, there was this wall of, of whispers I had from the, from the dev that was hanging out in there. And they all had kind of like what looked like coding almost. And he was like throwing random obstacles at me the whole time. And so it was a lot, it was like really trolly, but a lot of fun. It made for a, a great time, but the Twitch integration, and it's really good. Cause it's one of those that can like help or hurt you along the way and stuff, but it was a ton of fun. Um, let me double check. I'm pretty sure it is, uh, it is this Thursday that it comes out. I haven't seen a price tag on it yet, as is the case with most um, most games, you know, that come out. Uh, you can get the demo right now, but yeah, it does. It does come out Thursday. Uh, I would say as long as it's like somewhere under maybe like the the twenty dollar range, super worth it. So much fun. It's um, especially if you like roguelikes. But the, the, there's like there's a comedy element to it. You know, you got different bosses you have to fight as you go through. And it just, it all around was a super enjoyable experience. Yeah, so I actually just pulled up the Steam uh, Steam page for system requirements for anyone curious. It is mm -hmm. Windows 7 or newer 64-bit operating systems. Uh, X64 dual-core CPU, 2 plus gigahertz, 4 gigs of RAM. Uh, you need a discrete non-mobile GPU with one GPU RAM. I'm sorry, not one GPU, one gigabyte of RAM uh, and two gigs of available hard drive space. So it seems pretty lightweight. Yeah, as 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 are most of the games I, I cover with me being like a, the indie guy. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really lightweight. Um, I, there was one thing that I came across, uh, but the dev was in there at the time that he and he saw it. Uh, and, and so I didn't even nearly have to report it. But there's one trap you get at, or one fan event you get. It's it's a, a magnet event where like just a bunch of random giant magnets drop down into the arena. And if you're in the middle of an actual like one of the um, like the big boss fight type deals where there's a whole bunch of minions around, it kind of like bogged it down a little bit to where it got a little laggy. Um, so they're going to go ahead and go in and re kind of reconfigure that make make sure it doesn't do that uh so that may end up tweaking the system requirements by the time it's all said and done but it aside from that i didn't have any issues no no loading issues no lagging issues audio visual everything was good um i mean it's not like this super pristine pretty game you know it's it, it is what it is but um it, it was a lot of fun and it was it ran really well which is good. I mean, awesome. the, the last thing you want with a game coming out is for it not to be running good. Mm -hmm. uh, Crucible. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll put you on the spot, Amazon. I had faith in that game, and y'all, uh, you let me down. You let me down. Yeah, I think it's poor performance is what uh, gave it a big old no from me. Um, so with a, with a game that has streamer integration, mm -hmm. I'm always kind of worried about how how playable it is for someone who doesn't want to stream or isn't a streamer. Um, is it a game that someone who doesn't stream want to play? Is it going to have like the replayability? Is it going to have the challenge to it that a streamer would get uh, or lack of challenge that a streamer would get? What, what is your thought on that? I'm actually glad you mentioned that because a hundred percent it does. There is a setting in there when you go into the, uh, 
when you go into the settings and check your voting, um, there's you know there's the Twitch integration page. You can actually turn it to where the in-game audience picks all those all those things for you. So it'll be kind of like the similar thing, just be completely randomized instead of at somebody else's control. Um, so so your quote unquote in-game audience, the people that are in the stands watching, will be the ones voting on all that exact same stuff instead of the Twitch audience. So it it, it still has that exact same feel and of the random like can it hurt me or help me without the audience. So if it's something you don't even want to stream, it's it's going to be the same. I will say the one cool thing about the Twitch integration, th- this is actually something that that really stood out to me. I thought was really cool is like when you're fighting the bots and stuff like that in the game, if somebody says something in your Twitch chat, it pops up as one of the characters in the game as a thought bubble of them saying it. Or it'll be, if there are nobody in the it, nobody's in the arena, uh, it, one of the people in the crowd will be saying what somebody in your chat said. And it'll have their name above it. So I was actually able to sit there pretty much the whole stream and not have to look up at my chat because it was actually on my game the whole time. It was pretty cool. I was I thought that was a, a really neat feature. That yeah, that is a nice little like attention to detail, little little uh addition there. Um Green, do you have any thoughts on Gone Viral? Any questions? It looks super fun. I'd try it. It is. I, I recommended it. If you if you can get your hands on it for for inexp- you know for inexpensive, I would say it do it because it, you know it is it's very replayable. And and the thing is like as you gain the fans. Um, that's kind of like your EXP is like the fans you gain. Like if you die on a run, all of those fans go to your progress bar and then and it's like an overall progress bar. So you do your next run. It just stacks on more after that. And as you level up, you do get upgrades to help you progress further in the game on your next few runs and stuff like that. So you do build, you know, after death, after death, death uh, after death towards being able to progress further in the game. So it's a, it's a true roguelike like that. Awesome. Uh, Dink, any thoughts, questions, opinions on Gone Viral? It's not really anything that I'd normally play, the top-down stuff, but it does look like it's interesting, and I like all the uh, uh, Twitch stuff that they've integrated with it. I think that's really cool. It looks like they put a lot of time into it to make it you know, so interactive. Yeah, and, and, and with that, too, I did end up having like one issue where I had to just go in and just I, I didn't have to do a lot. I just had to re um, reconfirm the the twitch account connection to it like i just went into my settings and hit connect and it reconnected because it did disconnect um but that was something one thing that really impressed me was that the dev was actually actively working on that stuff while watching me play it so it was like if he saw any issues he wanted to get to work to fixing it and i i thought that was kind of cool because like technically it launches thursday but it's launching in early access thursday um, it's not the the actual full launch, so you can still get the game and get started on it, but it is technically still early access, so there will be some bugs and stuff like that. But I, I think it's, I mean, to me personally, it speaks volumes that the devs are in there in these streams watching to see what they can personally see going wrong and say, okay, what can I do right now to fix this? Uh, that that was really cool. Yeah, that is really awesome to see to see them get that hands on with it. Uh, was there anything else that we wanted to mention for Gone Viral at all? No, not not on my end. It looks solid. Yeah, I, w- I would say like the, considering it's it's pre early access, it's in a really good place. I I'm actually looking forward to see seeing how it does um, upon release. I think it it could be a, a really fun one for streamers to play a lot. Uh, I just I I like when a, a game institutes Twitch interaction, and it's quick. You know, it's not something you have to wait like a thirty minute cooldown for chat to be able to do something else. It's like it's quick and rapid fire. I I, I think that's pretty cool. Awesome. 
Um, if there's nothing else on Gone Viral, let's take a quick two-minute break and come back uh, to talk about Tencent and Bethesda and the Nintendo Mini Direct and the, piece, the uh, PS5 Showcase. Guys, we'll be right back in two minutes. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you for watching and listening. Last month was not business as usual for us. The derecho and family emergencies got in the way of us putting out a show each week, and we're sorry we couldn't get you guys the news and reviews we're looking for. But we're back now and better than ever. If you like what we do and want to help us keep going, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitch, and retweeting us when the show is live. These are all easy and free ways to help the show grow. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, and welcome back. We are uh, we're ready to get into some uh, some heavier news, and not like super heavy, but you know, it's got a little bit of weight. So uh, some of the news we're going to talk about starting right away is Tencent is being investigated by Sifu. Uh, for their uh, g- investments in the gaming market in the West. So a while ago, we were talking about Tencent and ByteDance and their services being banned by the Trump administration from doing business in the United States. Of course, ByteDance owns TikTok. That's the one that gets all the headlines. And then Tencent owns WeChat, which is banned currently in the United States um, as of last weekend. TikTok has been saved by Oracle, Right, I think that's the case. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. So Tencent, their their service WeChat has been banned. Um, but Tencent has a lot of holdings in Western gaming and tech. Uh, a few of the gaming companies that they either own or have business in is Riot, who has League of Legends and Valorant. They actually own one hundred percent of Riot Games. They have a minority stake, about forty percent, in Epic which of course has the Unreal Engine. It also, Epic also owns probably one of the biggest games in the fucking world right now, being Fortnite. Of course, the Epic Game Store, they have uh, minority stakes in Activision Blizzard. So of course, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch. Uh, What are some other Activision Blizzard games that I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head? Hearthstone, Starcraft, all the ones I know. <laughs> um, they also have uh, stakes in Roblox, Discord, Reddit, and Snapchat. They also manage PUBG Mobile, which we talked about. Uh, was it two about about two weeks ago with Bigs? Um, because India took very similar steps to what the U.S. is doing right now, and pub the PUBG team had to pivot and come up with some workaround to deal with the fact that Tencent has been banned from doing business in India. Uh, so when the when the news broke a couple weeks ago, or uh, a couple months ago, um, about the executive order, there was a lot of panic and fear in gaming that this executive order would apply to gaming companies, as the aforementioned ones were. Um, and at the time, the answer was no, they weren't really looking into Tencent's gaming uh, what's the, uh, gaming affiliations here in the West. But now it seems that the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, uh, CIFUS, no, I said SIFU, uh, it's CIFUS, S-F-I-U-S is the uh, 
alphabet soup there, has begun investigating Tencent's dealings with tech, gaming, and social companies um, here in the United States. They sent a letter to Riot, Epic, and others in the space on how they handle user data in the United States. Basically trying to poke and prod and see where there might be potential secure, national security issues. Uh, that's the that's the Trump administration's justification for this investigation is national security. Um, there hasn't been much else really in terms of progress or news from this uh, as the inv investigation into these companies have just started. Uh, it is entirely possible, though, that if they are not happy with how user data is handled by these companies in relation to their partner in Tencent, the administration could come around and sign an executive order which would effectively force Tencent to divest from these companies, something that would be horribly catastrophic for the industry. Uh, like I said, though, it is important to remember that it hasn't happened yet. So just kind of on its base with the start of this investigation, what do you guys think? Dink, we'll start with you. Do you have any thoughts, opinions, feelings? Uh, man, it's just, you know, they're trying to pry into more things and they're trying to stick their hands in the stuff and, you know, they might have some, you know, good intentions, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all that. It's just digging into more and government stretching out a little further than they should, I think, but yeah, I think kind of our overall feelings have been that the U.S. government really shouldn't be telling citizens how to spend their money or how the, what what business interactions they should have. Um, I think Absolutely. it's been an argument that we've been having quite frequently lately. It seems uh, Green. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, if they have like actual reasonable doubt of uh, you know this stuff, I would like that they show us some sort of proof first. You know. Like, hey, this is what we think is going on. Um, not just oh, we're investigating, and that's what that's it. And we're gonna sign executive orders to can't you know ban this in the U.S. Like, I want some sort of actual like proof, proof. You know what I mean? Like, don't say that like TikTok's bad just because it's owned by a Chinese company. Like, you know, because it ruined your rally. Yeah. <laughs> so like and and also this company sounds like a venereal disease but that's all i got um yeah which i'll actually kind of get to a, um, a second here but i want to get padre's take on it first i think long story short this is all just another big just like that's the same thing as it was with tiktok this was my belief because i even told my wife that i was like tiktok's not gonna go and go anywhere i was like it's it this is all just something to kind of try to distract people from all the actual real problems going on. Um, and I think it's going to be the exact same concept. Uh, I think it's, it's absolutely silly. Um, I, I think that it, in the end, nothing's going to change. It's going to, it's going to all end up right back where it was. I, I don't think there's any, uh, any basis behind what they're doing. Cause like green said, where's the proof? I mean, show me, show me something that tells it. I'm not one of those people that's going to take your word for it. Because I, I mean, you're shutting down a social media site and you know, and gaming sites and stuff because you're scared the Chinese government's going to steal vital information or steal people's stuff and everything. But Facebook actively meddled in the last election, but that one's fine because you won. No, nah, I don't buy it. But I'll leave it at that because I'm not going to turn this into a political thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, 
days about being pissed off about this. Yeah. So let me actually kind of point to something here that we haven't quite mentioned. And you guys have said, you know, where's the proof? Tencent has been the target of this allegation for several years. Uh, since we've started the show uh, back in the summer of 2018, I've mentioned it a couple times where Tencent has been um, allegations have been leveled against Tencent for uh, user data theft. Um, yeah, and when uh, when Tencent actually bought out Phoenix Labs, um, you know, we had Aoden on the stream. Yeah, remember him? Uh, he actually used to be a Dauntless speedrunner, and it actually he mentioned something about that too when Tencent bought them out. He was like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't like this because they they're going to end up running a game I love into the ground just on reputation alone." Yeah, and I I get that. I I do. I understand. But to go out of your way to do a full blown executive order and all that—that's just. But that's that, that's just wasted time and effort. Whenever there are bigger things to worry about yeah. on that level, yeah. You know, on- and I wouldn't put it past ten cent to actually be getting our data. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, show me like how it would be a national security issue. Yeah. Okay. Like, what, what are, are they going to do? Fix my credit. Watch. You know, like what what are they going to do knowing that information? Yeah. They're going to fix my credit. Like. Good. What else? Like, yeah. Yeah. So a couple of the games that Tencent has their hands in that people have accused of like having like user data issues, which again, which I found no evidence of at the very least, nobody could find evidence for it was Ring of Elysium. That was a big one where people were looking at the anti cheat, which was a basic anti cheat. No, not much more different than easy anti cheat that runs on, um, name a game um apex. apex yeah thank you um i think it also is on uh, rainbow six siege uh so something very similar to similar to that but it was like tens its own anti-cheat so ring of elysium was getting was getting hounded for that um it took them about two months um vanguard and valorant now vanguard and valorant had a lot of issues the vanguard system was like just very pervasive in terms of anti-cheat, uh, PUBG Mobile had this issue, and COD Mobile also had this allegation leveled against it, I believe. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, because it is an investigation that Siphius is going to find anything, really. Um, I the, the track record so far for finding any real user data breaches in regard to Tencent hasn't been very high, um, if at all. Um, but I also don't think that that's going to stop them if they want to write an executive order just on the basis of we don't want a Chinese company investing however much and having these majority stakes in these massive corporations. Uh, again, I think that a forced divestment from Tencent would be catastrophic for the U.S. Or for the for the U.S. games industry and by extension, streamers and YouTubers. Uh, retail workers, programmers, artists, I, I think it would be ultimately catastrophic. So I hope that they don't just come up with some reason to do that. Um, because I don't think they're going to come up with uh, user data breaches or anything like that or misuse of user data uh, in regards to Tencent because no one's found it before. It's It's been a couple times. They've mentioned it two three times or you know in the last two or three years they've mentioned it's people have mentioned it several times um it's been on the front page of of polygon and kotaku multiple times um anything else on this on the the tencent gaming investigation no sir nah it's 
like I said, I, I I could go on for hours discussing why politics had their hands in this, but I'm not going to. Not today. Yeah. Dink, anything? Maybe for you? after dark. <laughs> in our after dark episode. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm with Sven. I mean, um, they're always reaching further than they need to, and I, I yeah, I agree. Doesn't need to go any further. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we can go into. I don't know why I have this here. Where to go? Well, shoot, I forgot to uh, put it in the um, in the topics. But Bethesda being bought by Microsoft. This is Oof. big news. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think one way or another it will be. Yeah. It's just a matter of exactly how is it big news is yeah. is is what we're waiting to find out. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, the biggest part of the news is mostly just how, uh, for, for industry wide, it's just how much money this deal was. Um, big it, dick money, big yeah. dick money, money, $7.5 billion. Right. Uh, just what so everyone's aware, Disney bought the star Wars franchise as a whole lucasfilm as a whole which includes indiana jones for four billion yeah just keep that keep that in mind it's that that makes me think there are big plans in the work like they've got to have something planned for that kind of money yeah well and um it's actually i think it is the biggest um purchase in gaming history i think the next biggest purchase was again by microsoft when they bought minecraft um i buy like three times i think is what i saw the number being so, of course, this is ZeniMax Media. Uh, they are the parent company of Bethesda, id Software, ZeniMax Online, Arcane Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Uh, they're going to be now under the massive, massive wings of Microsoft. It also includes all of the IP, such as Wolfenstein, Doom, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and a bunch of others. Excuse me. My dinner started to fight back. Um... So for industry wide, I mean that's huge news, and that's gonna you know that's gonna bring a lot of speculation by by a lot of people who, um, you know, are curious about the development. But I wanted to bring this to the customers, right? Because who the fuck cares who owns it, right? At the end of the day, if you're a customer, you don't care who the parent company is unless you're invested in the space. So what does this mean for you guys? <clears throat> so many of the popular franchises will be added to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, subscription service, including Elder Scrolls, Quake, Starfield, which has not been released yet, Fallout, and Doom. So that's big news. So if you are if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you're going to get a lot of uh, IP delivered to you. Um, if you're on a if you're a PlayStation user and you're planning on buying the PS5 specifically for Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Bethesda has stated that despite this acquisition, they plan on ordering their timed exclusives with Sony for those two games. So if those two games were system sellers for you and you just got your PS5 pre-order, don't worry, you can still play those games on PS5. Um, I think the biggest thing right now is just kind of waiting to see how this is going to develop because the ink is going to dry on this deal in 2021. 2021 uh and their commitments fulfilled with sony uh most of the games from these studios will be i think after that all happens um 
that most of the games we sh- will expect out of this uh, family of developers is going to be Microsoft exclusives to Xbox and Windows. Uh, did I miss anything in there? Anything major? I don't think they will. I was actually, I'm, I'm kind of with green on that. Um, you hit all the basic key points there, but I think Xbox or well, Microsoft, because let's, for, let, let's forget Xbox. Just Microsoft has a lot to gain leaving all those properties out there for PlayStation buyers to get like the, instead of, cause I don't, again, I think they're pulling away from the console wars game. And so if they're going to get into developing these things. They're not going to, they're not going to outsell the PlayStation five. They're not going to. And so why bother restricting these services to the Xbox when people are going to have the PS5 anyways? And then you can see it in the way they carry in the shelves on Twitter because people are like responding to the Xbox and they're saying, and people are like, I love Xbox. I've had it since, you know, I've had it since the first system, but all my friends are getting PS5s and a lot of games aren't crossplay. And Xbox is just is responding to these people like time with your friends is way more valuable than a system. And I'm like, in seeing stuff like that, it's it's kind of reaffirming my belief that they're going to use this deal just to make a shitload of money off the games, no matter what you buy it on. Yeah, that's my, my fact. Like they're going to, I think they're buying it just to get a few more properties under their belt. And then on top of that, they announced it the day before the pre-orders. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just like a big flex move to mm-hmm. get more interest in the pre-orders because people are going to fear that the, uh, all those games are going to go on Xbox exclusive. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they really just want to get that revenue from those extra game titles. Exactly. And I, as somebody who's actually played a few Xbox Game Studios games, I don't see this as a bad thing. You know, like sometimes when you think of a company, a certain company acquiring the properties of it, like for instance, when Disney bought out Marvel and 20th Century Fox, everybody, first thing they thought, what's going to happen to Deadpool? You know, they were like scared something was going to happen to Deadpool. I don't see any issues coming out for like, the future games under these properties, because I think they're going to actually end up doing really well. Xbox seems to have, have their ducks in a row when it comes to actually producing games. Um, you know, unlike Bethesda, unlike Bethesda left uh, their own devices. Exactly. Exactly. I think actually this could be huge for the fallout franchise as a whole is them getting, them getting bought out. Um, I I think it could end up actually like reinvigorating the franchise across all platforms because I'm with green. I don't think they're going to make they they may make a few exclusives. I may see uh, you may see like an exclusive spinoff title or something for a few things, Um, but I don't think they're going to keep the big titles exclusive to Xbox and PC. I think they're going to let them go all consoles because they have so much more to gain doing that. They've already got the interest in the pre-sales. We don't know what's going to be exclusive or not. The pre-orders are already in place. Yeah, I'll need to have a little bit more faith in our Lord and Savior, Todd Howard. Okay, it just works. It uh, just works. Dink, what do you? Uh, how are you feeling on this deal here? I don't know. I think they're still going to do some exclusives, just because you know anybody that wants it is going to jump on it. And I don't ever see Xbox. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I see them ever stop making the Xbox systems and continue to make them, um, because there are so many people that can't jump into the PC world. You know. Uh, as far as that goes, I mean, yeah, they're, you know, releasing them on for uh, PlayStation and stuff too, but you know, I don't think they'll ever totally get out of the console realm, you know? Oh yeah. No, I'm not saying they're going to stop producing consoles. I'm saying they're pulling out of the console <sighs> war, you know, kind of like right. how, how Nintendo, when, when GameCube first came out, it was like, it was, uh, or well, actually technically when 64 came out, it was like 64 and PlayStation, then Xbox came out and it was like GameCube, right. PS2, Nintendo. And then somewhere along the way, Nintendo went their own route, right. kind of with the, some of the stuff they're doing. Um, so I, I think it's going to be more along the lines of that. They're still going to produce consoles and they're still going to produce high, you know, decent end consoles. But if they're able to produce that Xbox Series S 
and sell it for the price they're selling that at. Um, I, I don't think necessarily competing with PlayStation is on their on their uh, their you know, priorities list anymore. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. But I still think, you know, there's a lot of money to be grabbed in certain areas, even, you know, just doing exclusives uh, on any of them, you know, you know, you get the right game. And, you know, I think there's I'm, a lot to be gained. I'm excited to see what kind of possible, um, you know, what kind of possible mobiles we're going to get, because now that Game Pass has mobile, we could get some really cool, um, you know, licensed mobiles for those franchises. Some cool stuff, you know, like remember when Fallout Shelter came out? Yeah, like like it was kind of a fun time killer little game. Uh, we could get some more little kind of just little time killer fun mobile games like that too through the Game Pass mobile app. Could you imagine? Because uh, all the stuff that's going to go to Game Pass is all, also means it's going to be through the uh, X Cloud system. Could you imagine playing the next Sky uh, the Skyrim, the next Elder Scrolls game on your phone? Through X Club, man, that walking simulator would be fantastic. All right, suck a dick. <laughs> um, or imagine out playing the new, simulator. the next Doom on, yeah, the next Doom uh, on your phone, right? Just blood, like so much blood and gore that your phone actually stains red from it, <laughs> right? Um, in terms of the console war discussion, and where I mean, Xbox obviously knows that console that the, the content is king. It's not the console. It's not the hardware. Content is what's going to get people to go where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, they, I, my personal opinion is that they have a feeling they've probably already lost Asia, right? It's yeah. it's the biggest, you know, it's one of the, it next to the United States and in, in Western Europe, it's one of the biggest uh, gaming um, markets there is. I have a feeling they they've already just kind of accepted that they've lost Asia. Um, and so what they want to do is just create or get that content that they can sell to the Asian market and not have to deal with it as an exclusive. Um, or not, and I'm sorry, not to have to deal with it as an Xbox exclusive because they're not going to sell the consoles as well as the PlayStation's will in Asia. Um, so I think they're going to, they're, they're, I think that's part of it. I think it's part of like a an Asian international strategy. Thing. Yeah, an international yeah. strategy. Um, because they just haven't done well over in, in at least in Japan, for sure. Um, I don't know how well they've done in Korea, but as I understand it, most gamers in Korea play either mobile or PC, um, partially because PlayStations are very difficult to get in Korea because of uh, old, war, old World War II um, tariffs and export bans and stuff like that. It's been a while since I've looked into uh, the Asian markets in gaming, but I, I think that's kind of I think it's a part of their international strategy for sure. I'm I'm looking at region wide uh, in uh, in Asia right now, and you look at just like the units sold. There have only been 1.8 million just Xbox units sold. You know uh, that was well that was reported back in 2005, but it was still low. You know for the time considering the Xbox came out in 02. But you look like the PlayStation Two. You're looking at 25 million PlayStation, 21 million. You know, I mean, all the, all the Playstations outsell Xbox by boatloads. Yeah. They get trounced. even in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, it's Xbox has zero zero holding in the Asian market, from what I'm seeing here. Yeah, so I think it's a part of their Asian strategy for sure. Mm. Uh, anything else on uh, Zenimax being bought by Microsoft that you guys wanted to add? No, sir. No, 
Nope. All right. Um, excuse me. Uh, we have the Nintendo Mini Direct. Did you guys watch this at all? It was about 10-ish minutes. I, I didn't watch this one. I had it in the background at work, but I honestly don't remember much of it. Yeah, it was pretty unmemorable. I had to look it up again. <laughs> I had to go to the webpage for the September Nintendo Mini Direct. Dink, did you did you see it at all? Unfortunately, I did not have a chance. I have been wrapped up in a few things the last couple of days, so yeah. I uh, I did not get a chance. Not a problem. Well, I have some uh, the announcements here. Again, it was mostly just trailers that they showed. Um, so Monster Hunter is getting two new games coming to the Switch. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the Monster Hunter series. I know it has its own diehard um, fan base. I'm uh-huh. not a part of that. I'll, uh, you know, I'm not a part of that fan base, really. So, um. The next one on the list was fitness boxing. It was a fitness boxing sequel. So fitness boxing uses the joy cons. It is a rhythm game where you have to like jab with your left jab with your right to the beat of the song. Uh, it also like features like custom trainers and custom workouts and stuff. It looks like a Wii fit game, (laughs) (laughs) except, you know, not shovelware. Um, I'm going to butcher the name of this next one. It's called Dis- Disgaea. Disgaea. Did it a whole lot better than I would say it. Disquaga. <laughs> Disquaga. It's a. Disquaga. D I S G A E A. It's an RPG. They, they say it's like an over the top battle RPG with like all sorts of, you know, super crazy attacks and like, quadrillion points of damage and uh all sorts of other uh like wacky shit um that's a lot of damage that's a lot of damage not even flex seal can fix that um next is sniper elite 4 which is coming to the switch why do i okay just real quick i don't know if you guys are looking at the show notes but i say coming to the switch what else would it be coming to why oh my god why did i need to add that in our show notes saying that sniper elite 4 is coming to the switch yeah it's the nintendo mini direct danny what else it's would going the- to the wii bro <laughs> the wii's not dead the wii is alive and well in my heart yeah alive and well in the fucking nursing homes that bought them all up next week comes out skyrim for the nintendo gamecube <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, which I guess is like an extra little bit of Nintendo news. Um, they are just discontinuing the 3DS. They have ended manufacturing the 3DS. Uh, someone can go play Taps. Taps? Yeah. Fs in chat? Um, so, yeah, Sniper Elite 4 uh, is coming. Uh, Empire of Sin. They showed off Empire of Sin. Um, it was like a cinematic trailer. It wasn't a gameplay trailer. I'm pretty sure we've seen Empire of Sin gameplay trailers at some of the other summer of gaming events. Um, and then Rune Factory 5. I didn't even bother to look at it. It just looked boring. Um, Balin uh, Wonderworld looks like a 3D puzzle platformer kind of in the vein of something like Spyro or Crash Bandicoot maybe. 
And then uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps definitive. Ori and the Will of the Wisps definitive edition. That's like the third time in like two weeks that you've messed up definitive. 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 Well, we had we had to talk about that death. What was the death definitive edition of uh, Darksiders two? So many times that it just messed (laughs) up the way we all pronounce definitive. Right. Just straight fucked it. (laughs) So that was the Nintendo Mini Direct again. Mini Direct. It was like ten minutes. You know, it's it was what it was. It's just their their partner showcase. Um, wasn't much else to talk about really. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on on any of those? Anything that you, if you Rev, I know you have a Switch. Any of those feel like they would be something free to grab? Nothing really tickled my fancy right out the gate. Um, maybe maybe as time goes on, something will kind of pique my interest on it. But as it stands, I'm just like, meh. You know, like a lot of times the games that I want to play on Switch are games I already have on PC. I just want to take them with me, like Undertale and Cuphead and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't really look for new games on on the Switch very often. Although we did get, uh, we did pick up a Mario 3D All Stars. So that was, I mean, that was kind of a cool new release on the Nintendo. Yeah. But. So, <laughs> um, Ned picked that up. Our friend Ned on air picked that up. And uh, yesterday, he was trying to buy the pins that like you can get with that game. I guess it's like if you buy that game, you can buy these pins. Mm-hmm. And he sat for like two and a half hours trying to make his purchase at work. He's like he, he was in the in his uh, studio. For those who don't know, I work at a radio station. He was like refreshing the page and he's like, oh, fuck, it timed me out. <laughs> he was <laughs> mad. It's yeah, it took him a while to get his uh, order in. Um, okay, never come between a grown man and his Mario pins, right? Never, never come come between. Well, never come between Ned and his Nintendo stuff. That is that is a lesson that you will learn. So, so his new na- nickname is Ned Tendo. So we uh, he had a listener actually Classy. make him a sticker that actually said it's it's the old Nintendo logo and it says Ned Tendo. That's awesome. Yeah, that seems like a must. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah, uh, guys, go check out Ned. He's he's good shit. Um, let's uh, move on to the PS5 showcase and some other stuff uh, that that is related to the PS5. So one bit of news before we do get into like all the games that were announced was that uh, Sony announced the price of their uh, consoles. Uh, so the PS5 uh, digital edition will be retailing for $400 USD and the full version with the disc drive will retail for $500 USD. It'll be available November 12th and pre-orders open now, which the pre-orders were foobard because of scalpers, (laughs) Um, which is a, a a case or a kind of a story that we've uh, seen a couple times in the last two weeks, uh, including NVIDIA. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, those huh. NVIDIA cards getting scalped. Um, another bit of news that we saw. During, what's just that? to mention, NVIDIA kept saying, uh, no, it was Newegg was like, no, it wasn't scalpers that took down our website and bought all our stores. It was the influx of people. But there is no way, no human possibility that five seconds with it going on sale that the they went and sold, uh, and sold out. No way. That's it. Yeah. No way. That's not it takes you longer. It takes you long, yeah, it takes you longer than that to hit checkout. Exactly. 
Yeah, for sure. That's bots. Someone recorded it. Five recorded it. The time it dropped, he had a stopwatch, clicked it. Five seconds. That's insane. Yeah, insanity. Yeah. Um, and then so one thing that we've been talking about for a while is the price of games, of individual games. Uh, Sony's own worldwide studios will be uh, will begin retailing their games at seventy dollars USD, up twenty dollars from last gen. Uh, so that's unfortunate. I don't think most games are worth seventy dollars. I don't even think most games are worth their sixty or fifty dollar price tag. So, um, some other things. Uh, so getting into the actual games itself and some of the services, PS Plus collection was announced. It's a subscription service that will let customers play a range of PS4 games on the PS5. I real quick. I saw somebody say or call um, in like their in their article when describing the PS Plus collection, it will let players play a collection of classic PS4 games. The PS4 is not that old. There's in it. It's literally last gen. There is no such thing as a classic PS4 game. Exactly. There's no such. You have to wait for like another gen after this before you can even consider anything on the ps4 a classic actually actually infamous second son dropped at the beginning of the playstation 4 and it's a classic because it's eight years old i'm sorry but eight years old doesn't make it a classic yeah it's not a classic until it's at least a decade yeah i was about to say you haven't even hit a decade yet that's bull i and even then, it's not even a classic. If then it's a throwback because you go, you go throwback, old school, then classic in that order. Yeah, I Back, could see like PS3 games, like Black Ops Two would be a classic. Modern Warfare Two, the original, but not last gen shit. Yeah, yeah, not last gen shit. Um, I still want to pick up that remastered version of Modern Warfare Two. I haven't played it yet. Green Heights. It's just the campaign, though. I know it's just campaign. It just it's one of those nostalgia things, man. Because I remember when that thing dropped. My cousin worked at uh, GameStop. I went in for the midnight showing, dude. It was huge in my town. I don't know about Mm -hmm. you guys, but dude, they had uh, the military come in with uh, Humvee, had the uh, big missile system on top of it. Bunch of military guys came out and hung out with us all. The line was all the way down the plaza. I mean, it was awesome. I got the night vision goggles set up with it. Dude, one of the coolest things that I remember about gaming. You know, it was just the whole the whole thing. And then I stayed up until 6 o'clock in the morning playing the damn thing. And I didn't get home until 2. <laughs> I love that campaign. It was one of my favorite campaigns. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, That's how I learned about Betrayal. <laughs> Before any woman could ever break my heart. That's how I learned betrayal. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Uh, So some of the games that are coming to the PS5. God of War is coming back. Cool. God of War 2. Yeah. God of War 2. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. They were kind of hitting towards the the other game or the the PS4 game. So, yeah, it was coming. I didn't just didn't think it was going to be that soon. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 16. I think that's the number. Interested in that one myself because yeah. it's like a mature Final Fantasy. It's got like blood and stuff in it. Yeah, it seemed like when I saw the when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, this looks like a Final Fantasy game. I'm like, that's kind of dark. 
Like it's like Final Fantasy if it was all written by Sephiroth. Right. It was was that the one where it was like I'm your shield? Where he's like talking to the girl and it's like I'm your shield. I think so, yeah. And like and Maybe. like the the only the only way I thought that it was a Final Fantasy game was because it had like one of those dodo birds in it. Oh, the chocobo, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wait, it's like same thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then you see uh, Shiva, the well, the, the ice summon, summon chick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna then, be uh, perfectly honest with you though. Like after I saw the bird, and I'm like, oh, it's Final Fantasy. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess I'll fast forward now. <laughs> I well, I couldn't fast forward. I was actually watching this one live, but I yeah. love Final Fantasy games. Yeah. I've liked them. I've liked them ever since uh, I first got my hands on Seven back on the uh, the OG PlayStation, and I've I fell in love with them. And to see that they're kind of taking a more mature approach to it, I think is kind of interesting. But more than anything, I've always liked them because I like the summons. Those have always been my mm. favorite part of the game. Can I ask you a question, real quick, Rev? Mm. And I want you to look in the camera and be one hundred percent honest. Did you cry when Sephiroth did the thing? In the when I when I watched it when I played it in the beginning, yeah, because I was like freaking like ten. <laughs> yeah, I cried. Final Fantasy players in just I think I think that's such an iconic moment. Anyways, that most people know it. I don't even think it's a spoiler if I actually say what it is. I don't but, think it is either. Yeah. Um, and then we got a look at the next Spider-Man standalone, Miles Morales. It looked good. I'm, it I'm actually good. super hyped for that because I loved the the Insomniac Spider-Man game. It was so fucking good. Better than Batman. Like any of the Batman games. Nah, doesn't compare to the Spider-Man game. You're going to good. I, I fucking said it. Y'all can at me any fucking time. <laughs> I don't care. Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is a hundred times better than any Batman thing ever like media itself spider-man always trumps batman okay that, now we're now we're diverging i don't give paths. a fuck like because i'm sorry emo toby mcguire does not beat batman no, or... we're, we're not including spider-man 3 that was a mess you have, from the you get-go. have to include it okay you then we're to gonna include it. batman batman forever batman and robin <laughs> how about that i just cash me outside my memory exactly <laughs> i'm sorry but if you don't th- if you don't think if you don't think that arnold as mr freeze was the best casting choice of all time you, you, you can get out now uh george clooney bat nipples come on now no no, like, no. i would take i would take emo toby Maguire over bat nipples all day and that fucking Tommy Lee Jones fucking yeah, two-face thing. I was just about to say Come Tommy on. Lee Jones is two-face. If he would have made Joker, up. like if he did Joker, he would have been fine. But he was doing fucking two-face. <laughs> thinking he was playing Joker. <laughs> it was god-awful. Fight me. I don't care. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the tangent that you guys just took. Well, you also got to you also got to remember I uh I have a geometry fetish so I always get off on tangents. <laughs> um so the next game that we saw was a Harry Potter game called Hogwarts Legacy which has been controversial just for existing because of JK Rowling. Yep. I watched people shame people who wanted just wanted to play that game like people are People are petty and people each can't other. decide if they love her or hate her. And I just want to, I like it's, it's, it's Harry Potter. Like who doesn't like Harry Potter? 
They're like the the people's the people say you know they, I understand the hatred for J.K. Rowling. I do. I get it. She sucks. She's a, she sucks bad. But this idea that it's like you're you're going to all these game devs and all these publishers at Warner Brothers Games are going to be going without because you don't want her to make six you know six cents per game. You know it's like it, and the thing is people people are going to buy the game. Here's here's the people are going to people you could shame people all you want. They're just going to play the game and not tell you because people want to play the game. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't care less because I'm not really a Harry Potter guy. But the, the, this idea that people are just shaming people and just like putting them down and calling them names and stuff because they want to play a certain game. I think that's a little much. Yeah. Can I just real quick just add a thing real quick when Salman Rushdie who has literally had a religious hit put out on him says you guys are going too far. It might be time to listen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Solomon Rushdie wrote uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, right? <laughs> Please tell me you got that reference. I did. Okay, good. Gene. Gene. It's a book. Oh, yeah, a kid's book. Yeah, by Solomon Rushdie. Uh, it's not by Solomon Rushdie. Yes, it is. Go look it up. I just did it, Solomon Rushdie. <laughs> um, Resident Evil Village got its second trailer. It looks good. I, I I actually I'm very intrigued by that game. I really am. Yeah. That yeah, that looks very interesting. Um Devil May Cry 5 special edition got shown off. Look decent. Yep. Fortnite uh, got a trailer. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even mention Fortnite's like little fucking trailer because who the fuck cares? Dude, that was the best, the, the, the best part about the whole thing was just seeing like if you go and watch like Twitch streamers who were like live watching with it. It was so funny seeing all of their reactions to Fortnite getting your trailer. They're was like, why the fuck was that there? Yeah. Oh, boy. A new season of a game that's already been out that we know is going to get a new season. That's not fucking news. Yeah. Um, Guys, ray tracing. Oh, ray tracing! You, I have no idea what that even is. I don't. I I need glasses, and I don't have Every, them. I probably don't care about ray tracing. <laughs> everything just looks prettier. The water looks more realistic. The, the lighting and the shadows. You know, <clears throat> the buildings when people build a 20, 20 story building while fighting each other with shotguns. Yeah. It's going to look so much more vivid on the PS Five and Xbox X S whatever. Not the Xbox One X people who are on the Xbox one. So um, next game was five nights at Freddy's security breach. Got a teaser, which, oh boy, Matt part, Matt pack can start taking in that money. Cause now he doesn't have to sell himself to fucking Epic anymore. That, that game was trippy looking in that trailer, dude. Yeah. Look, well, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I think I explained it last week. And I'm just going to say it again, Matt, Pat, game theorists, go fuck yourselves, right? You put out this whole thing about how Epic is a gene is genius. And then on a second channel, you guys put out a sponsored video by them acting as if you guys weren't, you know, taking money from them in that first video. Um, you know, that's, that's inappropriate disclosure. It's plugola, payola and other bullshit. Um, the, what he's uh, saying is he's saying in professional language, eat a dick. Yeah. Eat a dick. Um, so uh, next, well, actually, I, I I think I said in unprofessional ways, go fuck yourself too. Um, that's that's about as professional as you can get. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that we saw um, was Demon Souls Remaster. 
and that got some uh, gameplay revealed. Yeah, so, I also noticed there was a there was a there was actually like a, uh, a like a graphics issue in it, like in that trailer that like whenever he stabbed that first sword down, it was like sticking halfway out of the body and like glitched out. I was like, oh wow, this one's really hitting a home run out the gate. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a remaster. I don't know if it's like they built it from the ground up or if they are just updating from the basic engine. So that's what I think they're doing. Somebody called it a remake, but I think it's a remaster. Yeah, yeah, because to me, a remake means it's built from the ground up brand new. Yeah, like it's like the same level. Yeah, remade the game. This to me is like we're just going to take all these assets, clean them up, try to clean up some of the gameplay as best we can in this engine, optimize the engine a little bit better and then put it back out. Um, Exactly. But yeah, so that's the PS5 uh, showcase. Um. Anything else on on that that we wanted to talk about? Discuss? No, sir. No, no. No, it was a decent. It was a decent deal. Um, I will say this. Uh, somebody brought this up, and I thought it was actually a good point. Um, it needs to be probably brought up more now that everybody's doing all these digital um showcases and things with there not being like actual like live stuff. Put freaking captions on your videos, man. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I think I think that's just like that should be the thing to do now. Just make sure there's captions so everybody can be involved. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to get off into a tangent here because now we're kind of towards the end of the summer. Well, I mean, we are at the end of the summer. Um, obviously no E3 happened and that was always the big event, right? That's when they were going to, you know, show off retail pricing, all these other big events, the games that were coming out. Now that we've kind of gotten through this time period, there was no E3 because of COVID. And it was everything was all kind of split up and, you know, all these fucking events. How did you guys feel about that? I I personally, I kind of disliked it. Yeah, I felt it, like it didn't feel as special, right? Yeah. I mean, I also felt like if I wanted to stay in the loop on anything, I had to spend way more time searching it out than than not. Like we couldn't just focus on E3 for four or five days and get right. all the information. And then get some of this stuff trickled out at some other events. Um, I don't know. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I kind of wish E3 or something like it uh, comes back because I'm tired of having to find um, all these events again. Yeah, I, I didn't even know the PS5 showcase was happening until I got on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed with the PlayStation so- showcase just because, like, there was, like, a pre-show and then the actual like what four or five minute PlayStation thing, and then a post show, and like it felt like I was combing through so many games that I really wasn't interested in, just to get to the PlayStation information, just to get a flash of how much the co- how much the each one of them was going to cost, and then the guy talking for a second, and then right to post show for more of the games that they already talked about. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then of and course God of War. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, you have like all of like IGN and stuff like that, that like they add on their own their own pre and post shows, which is just a drag to get through. Dink, what do you think of like the summer of gaming and all the stuff that was associated with it? It's so disappointing that we didn't have E3 because I look forward to that every year. I like seeing, you know, they bring to light a lot of games that I normally wouldn't hear of because I don't sit around and, you know, try and search them out. That's the, you know, one thing I get to look at like you. They just kind of consolidated in a few days 
and you know you get to see the best of what everybody has to offer that's what it's all about and they bring it all out and man this year as a whole has just sucked for all of that you don't get to have any of the interaction or anything you know Mm -hmm. yeah padre anything that you wanted to mention there no, that's, I mean, he, he had, he hit the nail on the head. It just like one. Yeah. It, it felt like everything was just scattered. So nothing felt special. Like the, there's, it's one of those things you didn't realize you would miss until you didn't get it. That, that kind of like hype of like there being people there, the crowd going into an uproar when something's being announced. And it's just like, I, it, it's something I didn't know I would miss until I didn't have it. You know, for gamers, that's a great show for us. You know, it's like going to, uh the theater or something like that i know that's putting it kind of in a weird way but you know it, they put on a show for us they showcase everything and you know it that that is something we get to look forward to every year and we got that was basically stolen from us mm-hmm. and, yeah. and i i think as far as i know this is the first confirmed 2021 convention that's already been canceled uh I know it's not a huge one, but they had rescheduled uh dreamhack atlanta which is the high res expo um, for January, and they went ahead and officially canceled it today. Uh, so we're starting to see 2021 conventions get canceled now. But there's a virtual TwitchCon coming in November. Mark my words. Oh yeah, calling yeah, it. They, yeah, they yeah. This is still going on, guaranteed. They can't, you know, that's too big a thing for them to miss out on two years. Yeah, no, they, like th- this November. Th- this November, they're doing a virtual TwitchCon. Gotcha. Yeah, calling it. Which we'll uh, we'll talk about something here in a second, but uh, let's wrap up the show. Um, Real Dink, go on ahead for the people who would have uh, missed it at the beginning of the show. Uh, tell them what you do and where you do it. Well, uh, you know, I'm just a uh, 30 year, 33 year old streamer. I get on when I can. I've got a family and stuff. So if you want to check me out, check it out. The, uh, the underscore real dink. I'm on uh, Twitch and Facebook. I'm going to start trying to utilize Facebook a little bit more. Uh, play a lot of uh, world of warships. We've got a very active plan. Uh, come check us out. IWP, the I- Iowa war pigs. Uh, obviously I'm a Cincinnati guy, but you know, they allowed me to join their exclusive, you know, clan whatever <laughs> and then uh, i play a lot of Warzone. i like getting in with uh mr green and um you know i'm gonna try once the weather starts getting a little worse i'm gonna try and get into some other games and stuff so yeah appreciate you guys having me i had a great time uh hanging out tonight and stuff yeah thanks for coming on and hanging out and That's yeah great. my my uh, dad runs a tight ship over there letting you ohioans and oh, californians man. in that clan I'm telling you was that a pun I, the worst part is that's not even like a pun because it's like an actual thing. It is like it's an actual use for that phrase. Like son of a bitch, I want to get onto him for making a pun, but it's like an actual. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, he runs a tight ship on warships. Executed, perfectly executed. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate that. <laughs> the zinger, real zinger. Um, zinger. Links will be in the uh, description of this episode, so go check them out there. And thanks, uh, Green, for sharing a link in the chat. Uh, Green, what's coming up on your channel? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to probably play some Warzone. Uh, I'm going to take Thursday off. Friday, I'm going to be playing probably some more Warzone or Destiny. I haven't decided yet. Um, and then Saturday night, I'm going to do like a... Nice little uh, community uh, Among Us stream. 
And then also in the morning on Saturday, I'm going to try to squeeze in a Facebook stream. I've been trying to do at least one Facebook stream a day, a week, not a day, a week. So you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Greenlee. Um, my Facebook is just Mr. Greenlee. Um, and then all the socials are Mr. Greenlee, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Greenlee, because I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah. And OnlyFans and and the porn hubs and the interwebs and the stuffs, Mr. Greenlee. So I sell my body. Excellent. Uh, Padre, what's coming up for you? All right. So uh, tomorrow, as far as I'm as far as I know, it's, it hasn't been canceled or rearranged. I'm going to be actually doing a, a, a stream on the Anime for Humanities Twitch channel um in regards to uh you know suicide prevention month which september is uh then thursday on my channel i'm going to be doing a full full disclosure sponsored stream uh playing rebel galaxy outlaw uh a sequel to a game that i have been very fond of for many many years so i'm actually really excited to be able to play a game i know i'm really hyped for uh as a sponsored stream and then saturday is going to be um that where i'm going to do a uh after certain obligations uh i'm going to do a charity stream uh for the american foundation for suicide prevention uh and it's going to be in full zebo character so it's going to be like a long stream in the crazy clown character uh for for charity and then after that we'll see what happens awesome uh let's see coming up for me this week uh i'm gonna probably i'm gonna we finished fallout new vegas saturday night i want to start up on spec ops the line this week um, and then we'll probably try to play some more unfortunate spacemen to kind of get a handle on, on that. Um, we do have an event coming up this Saturday, a virtual meetup because COVID sucks. It is called MidiCon. It is on discord. If you guys are interested, there will be a link in the description of this episode. Um, we have a, uh, it's 100% free. It's a great time to meet some creators. It's a time to, uh, collaborate and network with other creators uh and it's open to all sorts of creators bloggers uh podcasters youtubers twitch streamers and all sorts of genres we also have a seller's market so if you are a graphic designer artist video editor podcast editor social media expert and want to sell your service uh, you can also come on in and sell your service there if you're looking to recruit for uh your podcast network your esports team or your stream team come on by and uh advertise yourself there as well and we also have a Yu-Gi-Oh! dual links tournament that will be 100 free and uh just for funsies for funsies and we have uh keynote speeches which i don't think i've uh announced who all is going to be involved that will be me mr green elite there we go point to the right one and revs fan and uh ned won't be able to do one ned on air will also be doing one but he won't be able to do one live uh he'll be doing a recorded one for all of you guys so yeah join us in midicon that starts on saturday september 26th at 12 p.m central standard time Link will be in the uh, episode description. Did I miss anything, Green, on on MidiCon? No, oh, it's going to be a hell of a good time. That's that's pretty much uh, you know, keynotes and and meeting people and talking to people. It's going to be great. And I'm going to just absolutely slap people with my red eye deck. <laughs> You're going to get your ass handed to you by my fucking uh-huh. graveyard uh-huh. keepers deck. You know who's you know who's going to fucking creep up though? Zombie. Zombie is going to fucking creep up. Zombie is going to creep up. Yeah, he's going to creep up. Um All right. Uh other than that guys, we appreciate all of you for watching and listening here on the show. You guys are absolutely amazing. 
If you guys missed any part of the show, make sure you guys catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you reach out to us on Twitter at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E, at Mr. Green Elite, at RevsFenTV, and catch Dink on his Facebook page. If you guys want to help support the show, the best way to do it is by telling your friends. Also, subscribing and liking the video, subscribing to the YouTube channel and liking the video, leaving a comment. And if you don't know what to comment, if you guys want to, you can answer this week's question of the week. What is your favorite gaming snack? Put that in the comments down below. And uh, other than that, guys, other than that, I think we're good. We good? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. Definitely. All right. Have a great night, guys. Keep fighting the good fight. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Love you. Bye-bye.